I want to open this show by acknowledging the shocking news of the unexpected passing of AFLW Adelaide Crows inaugural Premiership player Heather Anderson at the age of just 28. Heather was an ACT kid and both Loz and Kiwi met her. Kiwi mentioned that she loved watching her play in her New South Wales ACT under 18 days. On behalf of the Coat Hanger team, I extend our deepest condolences to the Anderson family, to the Adelaide Crows, and to the wider AFLW family affected by this sudden loss. Vale Heather Anderson. Welcome to the Coat Hanger on 2SER 107.3. We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we broadcast and record this show, the Gadigal of the Eora Nation, and we pay our respects to elders past and present. The Coat Hanger is a show and podcast where we tackle women's footy with a Sydney view. I'm your host, Fiona Lamb, coming to you from the lower section of the Central Coast, which is Garingai land. I'm Coach Kiwi and I'm coming to you from Central Coast in Garingai country. I'm Lauren Hodson and I'm coming to you from the Southern Shire, which is in Darawal country. In this week's show, our second round of finals for the AFLW Season 7, we're going to talk results and our terrible tips. We're going to talk finals destinations, club BNFs for the Giants and the Swans. We need to talk about retirements and Sydney-based All-Australian announcements, and we'll also preview the prelims. So let's get going now with our results. Well, as it turns out, none of us picked anyone (laughs) correctly. (laughs) So that's okay. That's fine. Adelaide won and North won. Maybe (laughs) maybe we were suggesting who was going to put up a fight, but that was their season end. Yes, let's go with that, shall we? Yeah, we were t- we read it wrong. We were actually tipping who was going to lose. Yeah. <laughs> kiss of death. Yeah, I did say it might have been the kiss of death and turns out it was. Well, our show does have a so... point of difference. <laughs> we are, <laughs> definitely. Is. We so, do things different in Sydney. So North uh, were 11-8-74, beat the, uh, the Tigers 6-2-38. Look, Again, it, it it looks like um, a score that was a walkover. Tigers fought their hearts out, and um, uh, I was I was still cheering for them until the last minute. You know, they they were really putting up a fight all the way through, and, and kudos to them. Yeah, it was a. I thought it was a ripping game. Like I know people are going to perhaps talk about um, the North kicked a record score for a finals match, but um, that wasn't how the game was. Like it felt like it was a goal in it pretty much that whole game. And right down to the last few minutes, there were Tigers players playing finals football. Like, you know, Sarah Hosking trying to oh. take that specky you know, towards the end and and your players just putting their body on the line. Yes, I thought Sarah Hosking actually had a really ripping game. For sure. Um, Isla Sheeran, who we chatted to quite a bit last week, she she was phenomenal for uh, Tigers. Meg McDonald was great for them. They had, you know, a whole bunch of really standout performers. Courtney Wakefield took some incredible marks, didn't quite get that one 
towards the end it could have well wouldn't have made much of a difference but just would have been nice to see her kick one to finish which at the time no one knew she was finishing mm. her career but she is hanging up the boots which um you know sad to say that she's uh retiring she said and this is probably some of the trouble or challenges that female um aflw players have she has spent 10 hours a, sorry a block of 10 hours with her children in the last three weeks yeah i like, just and they're primary they broke school my age. heart when you yeah. told me that kiwi just absolutely broke me <laughs> And they're you know, primary they're, school age kids. They're going to need their mum around, you know. I mean, yeah. fantastic. They get to see her on telly. So there's probably a bit of a connection. I'm sure she's doing Zooms and all the other ways to connect with them. But, um, yeah, but just these, are the, these are the choices. I'm getting very upset this now. Game. But these are the choices that our female athletes have to make that our male athletes do not. And it really, really hits me. Yes. Um, now, the game, you know, they started pretty strong. It was um, probably Adelaide, uh, not Adelaide, Kangaroo's second quarter where they kicked away. They kicked five yeah. goals in that quarter mm-hmm. and just, it just, I think, made it really hard for Tigers to come back. Um, for the Roos, you know, there was a lot of attention and a lot of talk around Jasmine Garner, how big she was going to step up. She had a tag on her. She was she was held early in the game. She was held back, and then she got a bit more involved. But Ash Riddell, fantastic. She got 30 disposals in in the finals. Um, and probably, you know, she's done this for a few years. I don't think her name is mentioned enough for the impact she has in games. Um, but, That's you know. massive numbers, though. Particularly when you like, you compare it to a men's game of thirty is phenomenal, and the AFLW they've got shorter quarters, so thirty and in a finals that's phenomenal. Well, that'd be probably equivalent to around about fifty in a men's game, just under half. Or just yeah, let's under go with w. that. We don't we don't need to verify the. We don't need we'll to go with fifty. <laughs> 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 exactly, but and and that's in a normal game though. Fifty in a normal game. Imagine doing it in the finals. Yeah, it's huge, huge. Um, and the crowd, you know, yes, it was packed in and, you know, yes, there's another wave of COVID coming and thanks very much for packing everyone in like a sardine, but they didn't move the game. Just disappointing they didn't move the game, disappointing for all the fans that missed out. And, you know, if you if you move that game, say, to Icon and you had another 5,000 people come along who paid 10 bucks each. At least. At least, yeah, that's a minimum. That's money back to the game. And, you know, all these trolls want to say the women's game don't generate money. Women's game is not allowed to generate money. Let the record show the AFL does not want our money. The fans want to buy the merch. We want want to go to the game. To give them our money and they will not take it. So just looking at some uh, stats, Ash Riddell was the highest disposals at 30. Jenna Bruton... Uh, 22, same as Jazz Garner. And then the top for Richmond was Monconti. She had a great game. It's great to see her having a great game. Uh, 21. Um, Monconti was injured. She Yes, she, she was. She, she, spent, she spent most of that game limping and still had, had that many disposals. And, you know, but and, and she doesn't have to do much. Like, she's... She's got a very sweet footy IQ and very quick decision maker. She just gets a ball and one step, boom, there it is. You know, there's a goal or setting someone up or, you know, she's pretty terrific to have in your team, even if she's only running around at, what, 70, 80%. 
Yeah. So Ailish Sheeran, a friend of the pod, uh, a bit further down with 17. I'm surprised that Jess Hosking and Courtney Wakefield are only 12 disposals because they seem to be just always in the game and really having a, a, an impact. Um, and Katie Brennan below that at 11. Um, yeah, great game. Um, I think Tigers have a lot to be proud of. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do next uh, next season. I think I think that's what their coaches said too. Is you know, despite that they've come into finals and they've um, striked two year out, it's it's how they've gone about their game. Like they went out playing some good football, and all it's going to do is just going to make them stronger and um, hungry next season. So yeah. you know, they'll they'll be back to do better. Yeah, much better yeah. for the experience. I'm Lisa Steen, and you're listening to the Coat Hangout. Yeah, so let's move on to the Adelaide versus um, Collingwood match at only Oval. So Adelaide really held the Magpies the whole game. Um, And look, thunder, lightning, very, very frightening. We know. We feel your pain. Uh, We've been there. We've been there. We've been struck (laughs) by lightning. Was a, uh, I tell you what, though, Adelaide got off to a very good start. I think they had a goal within, was it the first 20 seconds or something? Like 15. It's, uh, I think it was 14. 15 seconds. Well, it was the clock, the clock was down to 46, so not kicked, clicked over. But yeah. I know officially they go, must wait for the ball to go and get picked up or something because officially I think they put it down at 19 seconds. So that must be when they five. The, the goal umpire signals. But, um, yeah, in some ways... I saw some similarities in the scoreline with their loss against um, the Demons uh, last week. You know, starting, uh, you know, starting the final well, you know, kicking kicking goals early, getting the lead, but this time the Crows were able to um, to hold on to the lead. I thought so, the same yeah, thing because conditions. it was Danielle Ponta who got the first goal within the first twenty seconds, and I thought this is good. It's a good omen. <laughs> it means they're going to lose. Didn't happen. I um, didn't I happen. Can't... But they, you know, they they did really well. That I, I think that Pies were a little unlucky a couple of times with a couple of calls, but um, the weather certainly played a part. And um, Adelaide, well, yeah, yeah, the game was delayed and by top. half an hour because of the yep. lightning nearby. Um, but then right towards the end of that first quarter, it absolutely came down like we were watching it on telly and we're like we can hardly see it must be raining and then it changed cameras and the next camera it was wet and you could see the rain was coming sideways and you just felt for the players out in the field and so I think they had a 20 minute delay after that one because obviously that was the storm that came in and passed so had Adelaide not kicked those two early goals it would have been quite a different game because it seemed both teams really struggled to kick, and in fact, they only both teams did only kick one more goal for the for the rest of that game. Um, Pies, you know, were, they they tried. They um, kicked five behind, so they had six scoring shots by the end of the third quarter, which mm. was the same number of scoring shots as uh, Crows. Just bigger sticks. Mm. Got to get it through yeah. those big, big yeah. sticks. And yep. you talk about the delays in the game, Kiwi. I think I read that it was it took the game three hours. So I'm assuming that was mm. from first bounce to, to last siren. But, yeah, three hours to finish. And, um, I mean, yeah, that's uh, – yeah, that's – I don't know that we've – I know we've had some interruptions, particularly at Dremoyne Oval a few seasons ago, <laughs> but 
three hours for an AFLW game when they're shortened anyway. <laughs> it's um, Exactly, yeah. Yeah, certainly very, very interrupted. There's... And I'll tell you what, if you're seeing the rain on the cameras and it's that wet, it must have been atrocious because even for AFLW games, the broadcasting equipment, the cameras and the filters are pretty good, right? We watch games sometimes and you think it's great. So if it's looking that bad, it must have been 10 times worse at the actual ground, I reckon. Well, there's, there's actually, they talked to um, um, their ground announcer, Soderstrom. He was there. I think it's Mark Soderstrom. And there's a photo of him standing in front of the dugouts and he is mid-shin deep in water. Like, that is a lot. So in the game, you see all the splashes. But, yeah, it was one wet footy and um, I thought feathers were waterproof, but um, better for the crows <laughs> than the magpies. Yes, there very sad. So maybe we should talk about something else now. And look, instead well, look, of Collingwood just, losing. Just to finish that off, the, so the top disposals for um, was Adelaide, that was Anna and Hatchard, and then Jamie Lambert for the crows at 23. So, you know, that. That shows how how evenly matched they evenly matched they were at that level. I'm Catherine Smith, and you're listening to the Coat Hanger. Let's move on now to the debacle, the disgrace, the absolute ridiculousness of finals destinations. Where we sit right now, um, considering where we may have a final, where might we have a final? Let's talk about the the grand final. So it it can't be a Metricon. It can't be the MCG. It can't be at Marvel. It can't be at the Adelaide Oval. Where might well, it be? I think it, I think it might be able to be at Marvel, but it can't be at the Gabba. It can't be at, I think, probably any of the AFL's maybe top three choices in Queensland if Brisbane win. There's the rumours potentially it could be up in Cairns if Brisbane win. Bring it, it, bring, um, it bring it to Giant Stadium. It's the closest other stadium to it's, Brisbane. Look, you know, and it's, I'm sure it's available. It's, you know what we can we can call it. We can, let's call it the Canberra solution. In the same way Somewhere that they picked Canberra as a shitty, shitty place to have a capital that was halfway between Melbourne and Sydney, let's choose Giant Stadium as a shitty, shitty place to have a final between, well, Brisbane and Melbourne or Adelaide. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, look, if Adelaide and North win, Adelaide would host the final. So AFL's problem solved. But, look, I guess oh, no, I don't think I don't think um, Adelaide Oval is available. No, but you know, I think just... Unley Oval might be. But, yeah, let, oh, yeah I guess we probably should They would love it. The thing is, first, AFL, we see you, you're yanking our chain and we don't like it. This is Maddie Collier and you're listening to The Coat Hanger. Let's move on. <laughs> the flushing sound effects. That's right. There was a time when Kiwi and I would save up all our pennies and go and watch the grand final. We can't even afford that bullshit anymore because flights are too expensive, accommodation's too expensive. We don't even know where it's going to be. How ridiculous. And we don't know how it's, many it's days a, out we you know, have to drive. And you know what there. they say? They say begin the way you expect to end. That's what they've done since the start. Because we had tickets booked for, for Brisbane and then we had to hire a car and drive to the Gold Coast. Ridiculous in the first year. How ridiculous. Let's move on. Club BNFs. Still Giants my favourite grand final, that one, though. It was really good. Let's move on, though. We have very little time left. So uh, Giants, well, 
friend of the pod, Elise Parker. Is, what a surprise. Is the Giants BNF again. It's <laughs> not a, a surprise, not a surprise, uh, but in the best possible way because she absolutely performed like a star, like the star she is. Uh, in other but news look, from Giants. Yeah, but now look, um, Elise Parker, fantastic. Fourth year, um, knocking on the door, two young stars who could absolutely now push her in the next couple of years. Mm. Georgia Garnett got runner-up and Tiny Evans after her. And Georgia Garnett won the Jacinda Barkley uh, Fearless yep. Award. Well done. We love it. Well done. We Great do honor. love it. Great honour. Well done. Swans, to all, Swans all had their best and fairest on the same night. Lisa Steen, take my hat off. I don't know how you did it, but you were at both. I saw the photos. Um, <laughs> Cynthia, I don't know, were they in the same room? Get a discount, save some money. I don't know. Cynthia Hamilton won the Swans one. I think huge um, accolade for the young ACT. She, well, mm. Is she from Queenborough? No, I think ACT. So, uh, well done. She had a phenomenal season. And then pushing her in the numbers was Montana Ham and Sophia Hurley just after her. So I think they are the top three picks for the Swans this season, not in that order, but um, fantastic that we've got three 18-year-olds taking out the club awards. And then Brooke Lachlan, Ella Heads, they were in there as well. Great stuff. This is Ayla Sheeran. For the best harbour views and women's footy, tune into the Coat Hanger. Okay, so we have another um, New South Welsh woman, <laughs> we want to acknowledge in the retirements. Now, I'm probably going to cry again. I've cried about this when I watched it. I cried when we were talking about this before we started recording the pod. Courtney Wakefield for Richmond Tigers has announced her retirement. She was chaired off the field. Um, North Melbourne lined up with the Tigers to make it a real um, honour, gar- guard of honour. What a player, what a legend. Uh, they said that that she, when she started playing, which was oh, how many years ago, her husband said, we'll give, I'll give you a year. 2020. <laughs> she's been, she's been travelling in from Mildura, or is it outside of Mildura, um, to train and play. Obviously, she in her season, she does spend some time at home, but most of her week is spent in Melbourne which is a big, you know, drain on, on obviously the family and, and that. But, yeah, she said that she only got to see her kids for a 10-hour block in yes. the last three weeks, which yeah. um, is pretty huge. Now, she's only 35. I just think, you know, Cora's know, raised just, the bar. You've got five more seasons. But I feel like we pay her we... enough that her hubby can come in off the farm. They can pay for some other um, workers out in the farm. People need jobs. So put them on the farm come and let on. a husband come, come in and, and let a You know what? Season. People come out of retirement. They do. I'm looking at one Courtney gum. Yes. It's hey, it's Elise Parker here and you're listening to The Coat Hanger. Right, let's move on. Be uh, we're gonna, we're, we have other retirements to talk about, but we've got time, about, time for that next week. Uh, Sydney-based All-Australian announcements. We've got two names two. or is it three? Two. Two. Let's go. Two, yes. Elise Parker, no surprise, is the Giants' only uh, one in the All-Australian squad. Yep. Um, none for the Swans, probably not really surprised. We didn't have a particular standout consistently because this is only top 42 of, uh, what are we up to, 400 players, I think it is. Whatever. It's a lot. 
Um, and Ayla Sheeran for Richmond, who's a former Newtown breakaway on her Friend stepping stone through Inner West Magpies. To brand, Richmond new, Tigers. brand new bestie of the pod. <laughs> yes, who is one of, if you listened to you last week, we talk about other names, Chloe Malloy, um, I think Caitlin Greiser, uh, Maddie Prosparkis, um, they are the other ones who have been named in the All-Australian squad in their first season. So she is right up with some very, very elite names to be named right in her there. in her rookie mm. year. It's pretty impressive. Hats off to you. So And surely Ish. she'll win to be in the actual team. Surely. 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 Well, she had, had a, she had a great season. game, didn't she? She um, yes, she did. She stopped a lot. Yeah. Gosh, Swan, Swans, are you listening? Get her on the phone. Get her back to Sydney or Giants. Either one. Ailish, 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 what's it going to take? What's it going to take? We need to, to um, get, get into a car CD player, I reckon. Oh yes, hack Go the CD ahead. and put a put a Swans one in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're going to preview the prelims. So the first match, I'm kind of surprised it's on a Friday night, but it is. So I guess we're competing with a billion. Well, I think they've also done it to allow for potential travel, particularly if it's not going to be hosted in Queensland. If both of those teams play on the Friday night. To give them them extra time to organise a venue. Brisbane do have to travel to Melbourne. Um, nothing or, nothing like event management, AFL. So I think there might be a little bit of that in there. Well, yeah, so Friday, give them Friday one the, extra day, yes. Friday the 18th of November, Brisbane Lions host, technically sort of, host the Adelaide Crows at Metricon Stadium. Uh, that's 7.40 Sydney time. Um, what do you well, they've think? Had a, they've had a few home games here now, so it might feel like a home match. Well, you know, you know how they do this whole it's a thing thing rematch. Is this it's that? Well, you know what we can say. This is a inaugural a, year um, grand inaugural final year grand final rematch. <laughs> I'm I'm sure they Brisbane will use some of that from that first game. For those that are still playing, do you remember how you felt at the end of that game? I know there's probably yeah, there'll be a few still in the squad. Robbed, robbed, robbed. Sabs felt robbed. That's Don't how they felt. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm tipping Brisbane. Thinking? I'm tipping Brisbane. I reckon they'll yeah. win by a few. Yeah, go Lions. I'm Loss. tipping the Crows. I'm, I don't know <gasps> okay. if I'm just stirring the pot here, but I'm going to tip the Crows uh, in a in a close one. Ooh. Which is, okay. you know, I've been tipping Brisbane, I think, since week two. So I don't know why I'm all of a sudden changing, but there you go. Well, yeah, you might be responding to reality. <laughs> okay, let's Could be go. Hedging We're well, going was to that look... the 12th day for Chelsea Randall to return? Oh, God. No, two weeks because they played on the Friday. Oh, was it I Friday? The, oh, I the, thought it was Sunday. Yeah. Okay. Oh, she's clear then. Yeah, I calculated yeah. from I calculated from so, Sunday to Friday. You know, we we discussed this, and I've got to put my hand up and say I was right. <laughs> About what? About Chelsea Randall's head knock, and that she should have been set out. No, so you're never right. She, I, well, I am on this. <laughs> I am on this. But we're going to move on now to <laughs> Melbourne versus the North Melbourne Kangaroos, Saturday the 19th of November, 3.10pm at Prince's Park. 
Uh, what are your thoughts? I'll go out early and I'm going to say Melbourne. Go yeah, the D's. Oh, I think I think the D's. I think I think it'll be the D's. Mm-hmm. I'm going to again, um, like I said, don't know why during the pot because Melbourne, you know, they're looking good for one of my only tips to come true. But uh, something about the 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 ruse win on um, on Saturday makes me think they 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 could uh, pull a rabbit out of the hat and and beat the D's and potentially upset them. So yeah, we'll just but, you have know, to wait and see. Mel- uh, Melbourne were in last year's grand final, right? Yep. And they often say you have to lose one to win one. So could that be what's you know, spurring them on as well. Um, funny thing about this, here's a beautiful field and they're doing some renovation. Well, they have done some beautiful renovations at Icon mm-hmm. in regards to the change room facilities and all of that gear. And I know that they've talked about it being the home of uh, women's football. And regardless of the results this weekend, they can't have the grand final there. Why not? Well, because it'll be whoever wins the Brisbane Crows game, either Brisbane hosted or Crows. Right. So this, you so, know, eventually they're just going to have to say Princess Park is the home or Marvel Stadium is the home and that is where the grand final will I be. I thought held, no Icon could. I thought Melbourne, I thought if the Crows won and the Demons win, Demons have hosting rights because Demons finished oh, higher yeah. than the Crows. Okay, yeah, I yeah, think yeah, the only yeah, way yeah, for yeah, Adelaide yeah, yeah, to right. host it, I think the is only the way for win. Adelaide to host it is if the Kangaroos win. True. Got it. it yeah, well, it shouldn't be this hard, should it? Shouldn't be this no. hard. <laughs> if they're going to spring an extra season on us in the same year, then they should have booked out some stadiums just in case or thought ahead to what it would mean. But they're always reactive instead well, of proactive, and it's very frustrating. It's. I think it was always going to be a risk if you run the season into November when you know it's cricket season on yeah. all these ovals. You're mm. going to have that problem. So, yeah, either yeah. have your own, which some clubs do have their own, like, you know, obviously Vic Park, GMHBA, Icon, they have their own fields. Yeah, or, well, yeah. Um, only or, thanks because the men have, have left that field, don't want it anymore. Yeah, they bumped out whatever cricket. <laughs> so let's, let's not pretend that that, that, that space yeah, has been created um, for women or left free for women. It's actually just been abandoned by the men. But we'll gladly use it and use it well. Thanks very much, fellas. Now, Fee, I just want to disagree with you something. I kind of like the, maybe it's a romanticising of the women's games in that they go to their community kind of, fleet or, you know, where their club is. So they're around their fan base or, you know, where the men played up to the mid-90s. But... There's a little bit of something, a little bit around those fields when they have the games there. And so that chance to play in a grand final or prelim final and take it to your fan base, I kind of like it. I kind of feel mm. like there's there's no, it's like there's no, no culture around having the men's finals at the MCG. It's just purely a marketing spectacle these days. It's not, you know, it's it doesn't feel like... Yeah. If I, you know, I mean, we're, we're Swans fans, but to me, it wouldn't feel like I'm going and it's a Swans home game if we were the top qualifiers. And, you know, I know Collingwood play a lot of home games here, but it's not really Collingwood's field. It's not where their history is. Their history is at Vic Park and they don't get to play there anymore. So I think yep. the women's game that we still get to go and play at these fields where there's history and stories and 
connection with your fans like you know I mean I know there's you can reach over the fence at the MCG but you know there's probably a thousand security that will tap you on the shoulder once you do I agree Kiwi and look I also hope that in not too far down the track that um, the game is in a position where we can move to bigger stadiums and whilst I love that feel that we have that dilemma of going well we're going to have to play in bigger stadiums (laughs) because the demand's there but I think whilst we can perhaps play at some of those um, traditional men's club venues um, it, it does create, um, I think, for some of those long-term fans. Like I, I comment on my experience, Vic Park for you know any sort of long-term Collingwood supporter holds a big significance. So if you're a supporter of the club and and not just the women's team or just the men, but that holds a, an important place in people's hearts. Icon Park would be for Blues fans. Um, yeah. You know, um, and and Oval, Oval, yeah, I absolutely, absolutely love what the Bulldogs do every time they host a game there. It's it's just something special. Yeah, and Punt Road would be the even it's though it's, it's changed a lot. Punt and that's the why they refuse to move it. Yep, without without understanding that Kangaroos have a hundred percent winning record. There, Punt Road has some ground to make up before they can count themselves as a, as a viable. But um, any Tigers fan, same thing though. Tigers fans just would go there and just, you know, it just oozes. I understand black. that. We just need more bums on seats. And with that, I'll say Fix this has been our second round of finals <laughs> pod for the coat hanger for AFLW season seven. We'll be coming to you every week during finals of the AFLW season on 2SER 107.3. Be sure to catch us on our socials. We're at coat hanger footy on Twitter, Insta, and Facebook. And for the best harbour views in women's footy, Tune in to the code now.